Hi, I'm Max Doreen Harvest. I like to label myself as a Southern foodie from Carson, California. As a kid, I loved to cook with my grandfather, who was also a chef and restaurant owner. He taught me so many gems in the kitchen and I wanted to be just like him. After graduating high school from St. Anthony in Long Beach, California, I went off to a two-year college. During my time at junior college, my passion for cooking grew more and more. After completing my undergraduate degree in marketing, I decided it was not for me. My grandfather and mother pushed me to go to culinary school to follow my dreams. My mom sacrificed after her divorce from my dad to pay for my culinary degree, and I am forever grateful. I attended Le Cordon Bleu and graduated in 2009. I learned so many valuable skills to add to what I already knew. I felt in every inch of my body food was for me. After graduation, I got pregnant with my first daughter and knew I needed to make money. Unfortunately, it was hard to find a decent paying job right out of school. I landed my first job at Delius, a fine dining Mediterranean restaurant in Signal Hill, California. I absorbed both great relationships and skills here, but not enough money for my daughter and I. I started a better position as a station chef at USC and between time catered small events. I worked very hard at USC and felt with my business background and culinary degree, I should be responsible for more. I applied for kitchen management, supervisor and other positions while there, but no luck. I later left USC and became a supervisor for Los Angeles Unified School District Food Services Division. I appreciated this position because of the salary, benefits, and promotion opportunities. However, I sacrificed my creativity and happiness to make money. At this point, I was married with a second child on the way. I took a test to promote to satellite manager and passed. I stayed in that position for a year and then transferred to charter schools to help their food service program. I became a school food authority and assisted in getting program sponsorship for state feeding programs. Learning about the NSLP and CACFP programs elevated my career in school food. I took many trainings and solicited RFPSs for vendors. After being with Charters for three years, I left and to a position for Revolution Foods as an area operations manager. I managed all NSLP programs for all of KIPP and some private organizations. I loved working with children and training employees on food safety and compliance within our program guidelines. I knew I wanted to make money and promote within. I left Revolution Foods and went back to school to complete my master's in marketing. I was able to finish during my last pregnancy while working per diem at Kaiser Permanente in nurse staffing. After giving birth to my son, I was no longer able to work the schedule at Kaiser, which led me to quit. I was so happy when I reached out to Janelle Singletary whom at the time was the operations manager for Tisket Atasket. She hired me to assist with new business and customer relations. We both longed for sustainability and more pay, but unfortunately, 
we were not able to get increases in our pay. We were approached with a business venture that led us to create Urban Comfort Foods. I have been the happiest in my career and feel fulfilled while providing for my family and my community. We want to grow this company for our children and provide jobs in our community. We thank everyone for all of your support as we continue to grow. Please enjoy this episode of Diary of Moms Interviews and Stories featuring Maxine Harvest. Max, welcome to Diary of Moms Interviews and Stories. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. I've seen it posted and, you know, I follow everything that you do. And so I I really love what you're doing and I love to get insight from other mothers. So I'm happy to join. Oh, thank you. Love you, girl. And just a little backstory before we begin. This is what thrill to me that me and you are recording a podcast episode as moms because we went to elementary school together like we've basically grown up yes. together and now your daughter is like the same age we would have been like when we met exactly each other. that's the youngest daughter yes because we met like I think yes. I was in first grade and you were in kindergarten I think yeah mm-hmm. So it's it's so cool that full circle we're recording an episode for Diary of Moms. Yeah. Like this is where we're at. And we both have three <laughs> little babies. It's amazing. I know. So okay. I just want to get into it because I know you're at the kitchen. How did you develop shame for cooking? Um, well, my grandfather, my mom's father, he was a, a chef in the Navy. And growing up, he had a restaurant on 48th Street called New Orleans West. And when I was younger, I used to go in there and, like, help him cook all the time. And just it's really big in my family. You know, we're from the South. And, like, it's a form of love and endearment, you know. So we cook. And it's just something that I've always loved to be a part of. Um, I just love it. I mean, you can connect with people over food. Um, when someone's having a bad day, when they're having a good day, it's always a meal that's reminiscent to that time and that feeling. So I love to be a part of that. That's beautiful. And you recently um, co-created Urban Comfort Foods. Yes. Can you share what Urban Comfort Foods is? Um, Urban Comfort Foods, well, we are based, our slogan is we are serving food from giving love from South LA. Um it's really, um, we're two moms, we're giving back to our community. We are about food services within schools, group homes, senior homes, wherever there's a need for a good meal and a smile, like that's where we wanna be a part of. Um, we have extended our services to be direct, um, to direct customers now. We used to be just business to business. Um, so with the COVID and everything, we're just really trying to pivot and you know just figure it out. But that's where the basis of it came from is this we're two moms and we want to see everybody um, get a great meal um, at an affordable price. I, I'm so inspired that you started this, especially you and Janelle are both moms at that. Yes. So like the fact that you 
just basically tapped into like your passion and started something as moms is so inspirational. Like, did you always know that you eventually wanted to establish your own business? Um, or did motherhood kind of inspire, you know, inspire you to like proceed this route? Um, honestly, I think growing up, I always thought that I would just get a good job you know, um, and work for somebody because that's what I traditionally have seen. Um, my dad did have some entrepreneurship endeavors growing up and, you know, I've always, um, admired his passion behind music, I guess, um, seeing him being able to juggle both that and, um, a regular job was inspiring. Um, so when I became, you know, a mother, um, finding a job to juggle my schedule became a little bit, you know, <laughs> it was just harder as I had more kids. Um, I always want to be active um, in my kids' life, especially after four o'clock um, and finding a job to do that. Just even if you have a degree um, or two or three, it, it's still hard to be able to juggle um, that type of responsibility and then still, you know, respecting um, the family time. So I would say that being um, a mother of three definitely um, drove me to go harder at making this work. Um, because even if I was working a nine to five, I'll be still pushing myself to be um, promoted or, you know, looking for the next best thing. So I think just having that motivation of, you know, free will with my time a little bit better, like my time management and being able to see my money differently um, has definitely kept me eager to, you know, continue. Oh, man, because Urban Comfort Foods, like when I saw your menu that now you're doing, you know, just like direct to consumer, I was on it. And yeah, thank is you. so good. Like, it's so good. And hopefully I'm trying to figure out a way, like I'll try to share it in this episode too, the link yes. um, where your menu is, because I had like the chicken and waffles, which was so bomb. And Thank I you. also ate, I'm, I was pregnant too. So I also Yeah, you were pregnant, so you get a pass. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> girl, I ate that and the breakfast burrito, like. Yeah, the breakfast burrito is my favorite. <laughs> and I figured you were going to eat that. I figured. so good. Mm -hmm. I ordered one for myself, but you know me. I was like to my husband, you're going to have to come up off these waffles too. So he shared. <laughs> he shared. The well, thank you so, so much for supporting, guys. I really appreciate that. And yeah, we're really growing. Um, like I said, when we first started, uh, we were really just doing business to business. So we had um, eight sites that were schools. So obviously, you know, we were affected with COVID. And then we also worked with a lot of um, nonprofits. So we have one partner with Avalon Carver Center, which is a big staple here in Watts, um, down Avalon and 52nd. It's a community center, and they've been there since the 50s. And they do a lot of outreach with um, St. Jerome's Church. So we provide meals to them and families, 132 meals daily for them. Um, and then we were also working with um, a great group home here in Watts. But um, with, you know, federal aid and everything, unfortunately, they were unable to keep services. So 
we're now working with another com- um, group home called Link. Um, they're all over um, Long Beach. So we're just really trying to help the community and make sure that, you know, everybody gets a great meal. Oh, that's beautiful. And I'm glad you're still able to to serve and provide to the communities too. Um, yeah. You, you finished your master's program while pregnant, Max, and with children. And like, in the hotel room, girl, because the house flooded. It was crazy. Houseway? <laughs> Yes, it was crazy. My last trimester, yes. Like, how were you (laughs) even able to not only, like, complete the goal, but just, like, manage it during that period? Like, what what helped? Like, what didn't help? How did you do it? Honestly, I mean, I feel like everybody has to have some type of help. And, you know, my strong rock is my husband. You know, every marriage is crazy especially when you're young but um without the support of him honestly um because my mom had moved away at the time and it was just really crazy he really held it down I'm spent many evenings on the computer I blocked out time I just really had to you know just focus on myself because I knew at the end of the day it was you know doing better for my family so my husband is definitely my number one supporter I would not be able to do and have the free time to be creative as I am without knowing that my kids are safe, you know, and have, you know, and stable. So big ups to my boo. Absolutely. Shout out to the hubby. And when you became um, a supervisor for the Los Angeles School District Food Service Division, you mentioned in your bio that you sacrificed your creativity and happiness to make money. And when you mentioned that, it I think it's so real um, and so relevant that many moms can relate to sacrificing happiness in order to provide for their families. Um, Like how did you during those times, like best manage your happiness? Oh, dang, that's crazy. Um, I think at that time, you know, I just was, in love with being a mom and being a wife. So I just was kind of focused on my family and whatever, you know, we needed to do to put food on the table and to make sure we were getting to the next step. That's what I was doing. But in the same time, keeping it in alignment with my career, you know, I didn't want to stray too far from culinary, but it's just a big misconception. Unfortunately, when you go to culinary school, you don't come out just, you know, this master chef or sous chef or working at this, you know, great restaurant, especially nowadays, like it's not happening, but um, I really had this false perception. So I went back to school again um, for marketing, you know, I just was trying to figure it out. And um, I just knew that my daughter was looking at me to be a provider and not to be selfish. So I knew, um, you know, God never puts, a mother in a position to not be happy eventually. So like I knew Mm. if I took the time away from myself, eventually he was going to bless me with the time like to make it happen and look at me like today. Like I would have never thought two years ago I would be right here. So, you know, you just have to really manifest and be consistent in your words and like speak what you want in your life. Ooh, that's real. That's so heavy. Um, Thank you for sharing that, Max. Like, that's so real. 
And thank you. And I know you know. Yeah. I, I mean, I've known you forever. It literally struck a chord <laughs> in me right now. Like I swear yeah. this podcast, it it feels so therapeutic because it's so it's I very mean, organic. Yeah. I did not write anything down. I wanted to speak from my heart. So I appreciate that. And like I I remember like when you first became a mom, Max, you were in your early twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, you were kind of like one of the first to become a mom. Mm-hmm. Did you know you were ready to have kids during that time? Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, no. Um, man. I guess it just didn't happen as um, I thought it would, but it unfolded nicely you know so I wasn't necessarily ready but I was excited to be in control of a life because I felt like I was you know I was able to sacrifice love if anything so um yeah I don't think anybody's actually ready because it's it's not a it's girl it's hard you know when they get older and (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's a it's a long road, but I am I'm very grateful for um, being a mother when I did. I think it was like the perfect time in my life because my mother was going through a lot. My family unit was changing, you know. Um, my parents ended up getting a divorce when I was grown, so it's a little bit different. But I think I needed something to cling to, and. Um, yeah, my daughter definitely did that for me. She definitely uh, made me get it together. And what what prepared you? Like, when you found out you were pregnant, like, what helped prepare you for motherhood? At that time, um, I was, I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be, I was really, um, I was really like alone at that time mentally. Um, so like thinking back, I guess I, I really clung to my baby, like just to see what it was like, what was going to happen. Can Honestly. I, can I say something like even even like me looking back, like tapping back into when we were like in our twenties and you were pregnant, I always admire you because it's like, you just had to literally focus in and tap into such a different space and knowing like it wasn't easy at all because, you know, we were young, it's prepared as we thought we were for stuff or would talk Mm -hmm. about, you know, one day having kids, like you don't really know what you're doing until you have to do it and you just did it so well and thank you I mean I I'm pretty sure like none of it was easy for you at all during the time with just trying to figure out like this new space um yeah with the child but I just always admired that about you like you just did it Mm -hmm. so well and just like made it happen like whatever it is you needed to do like you would always like you would always figure out a way to make something happen and like achieve and manage and I've always admired that about you and like now that I've become a mom I understand things from such a different lens but at the time like 
you know, I, I couldn't even process it. But now it's like, how did she even do all this? Like, this is hard. Like, I'm in my 30s and it's hard. You did this, like, in your early 20s. Yeah. <laughs> like, girl, by the time I was, yeah, I had both of them. By the time I was 29, my girls. Um, yeah, it, I mean, my mom was um, a good juggler. Yeah, she was able to, like, manage emotions and responsibility very well. Um, I think I lack a little bit of like, like handling my emotions. I want to get better at that, um, as motherhood proceeds. Um, but yeah, I definitely learned from my mom. She was a great example of not letting, you know, her day to day, uh, you know, things that she was circumstance, um, affect the way that me and my brother, saw her or were dealt with, you know, during that time. So I think a lot of it comes from that. Um, and then, you know, my husband was, uh, you know, when I had Chase, when I, um, me and Brandon, we like immediately started dating probably like eight months. Um, and I've known my husband since I was 12. So it was very, I was very comfortable. Um, with dealing, you know, with him um, in that light and having him around my daughter. And he, you know, ever since she was that age, he's never left my side. Um, he's been a great father and supporter to all my kids. So um, I've just been very blessed. That is so blessing. Yeah, and speaking of like married life, <laughs> right? this time of stay at home where literally nothing's open it almost feels like there's nowhere to go and I know y'all two used to like go out and have yeah, like, girl, date nights and stuff <laughs> <laughs> yes. like how how are you able to keep things romantic like during this season and especially while having like all three kids at home too most of the time yes okay girl that is stressful Okay, so I have my on days and my off days, I think, because of the Zoom is very consuming. And then, like, my kids are, well, my two eldest, you know, they're in school, um, and they are both in ballet and dance. And so it's a lot of curricular activities for them, so I can keep them stimulated so it doesn't stress me out as much. But as far as the romance, um, I mean, we do get out a little bit. COVID safe, you know what I mean? Like, we'll take a drive, we'll go, you know, to my husband's aunt's house and kind of get some, you know, grown-up time, or we definitely take walks, we talk at night, um, we love to enjoy, like, you know, a nice bubble bath, like, things that we can do that are tangible mm -hmm, yeah. in, in the house, um, wine, you know, um, I've been so tired lately because the business is really, you know, I know, you know, <laughs> so like when the country is shifting and, you know, things are changing, I really had to keep an eye on my, my business, which is my other baby. So I did, you know, take some of the worry <laughs> during COVID and was not feeling as romantic as I, you know, usually do. But I try to make, you know, make sure I redirect myself when I feel like we're not connecting as much in that, you know, 
in that way and say like, hey, you know, like, you know, just kind of let's circle back because it's hard. <laughs> I it's, understand. It's a lot going on. <sighs> I understand. I mean, I share with you like we text and stuff and like I share with yeah. you with us moving back to the West Coast. Like we recently sold our home in New Jersey, oh, but congratulations. Thank you. But yeah, we've been at my parents. Like we've been at my parents until we mm-hmm. figure out our next permanent move. And so right. like talk about romantic. It is really it is. I know. Girl. <laughs> so how is that? Like how, how I never thought I can see you. Okay. I'm gonna be honest with the three and being at home with your parents. I I, I don't know. But it, it's probably good for them because they've had, you know, grandkids on the East Coast for almost three years now. And so they've been having to fly to see you. So this is good for them to take a break. Yes. And I'm pretty sure having them around is really good for your dad. I can see him like in little David, like just, you know. He he loves it, but it's like also too, I try to be mindful because like, I know we're staying here. So I'm not mm-hmm. trying to be like too reliant on them to like watch the kids or, you know, yeah. like I'm not just out and about. Um, so it still feels very much so like we're managing the kids for the most part. Like there might be a day here and there where I might ask like, my parents to watch two of the kids for like an hour and a half or something for me to like run mm-hmm. an errand. But for the most part, Michael and I try to make it work where we can like manage things with the kids, but it also makes it really exhausting. Um, and, yes. and nowadays it's like, we're just getting more creative as well because, um, you know, we're not in our home home. So we can only do so much like at my parents. Um, right. So it's like, to your point, like we'll try to keyword try to get out or, mm-hmm. you know, go out for like a drive or go to the beach or just like do yeah. different things. But I think honestly, like there's so many different seasons in marriage. Like there's going to be times where things don't always feel romantic all the time. And like intimacy is going to have to be different for a period. So I think... Mm-hmm. I think that's like the interesting thing about like the seasons, but this is just such a unique time in general. Um, yeah. So, and it's so funny you say that because, like, I think me and my husband are just spoiled because, you know, Braylon and Chaselyn, they were never in our bed ever. Okay. <laughs> like, Braylon for a couple months left on the side of the bed. Um, then she went into her own, you know, her and her sister had their own room. So, and even before that, they shared a room. So the baby, he's just, you know, that's my little man. So he's close to me and he gets out of his bed now. Like he's going through this terrible two thing. So it's terrible, girl. <laughs> he's getting out the bed. He's coming in the middle of the night. Like last night he woke up at 3.51 and he didn't go back to sleep until 6.30. Oof. It was terrible. And my husband wakes up to go to work at a quarter to six. He drives all the way to Fullerton. So he's tired. And, you know, like we're all, and then it's like, you know, we're grumpy. We're grumpy because we're tired. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the baby's getting the best of us right now. And it's crazy because he didn't do that when he was first here. You know, it wasn't as bad. Now it's like, he can get up and do stuff. (laughs) So he's doing stuff. (laughs) I know. Like when they can open doors, like walk around. (laughs) 
is L opening doors yet? She's almost there, but I'm so to between. I mean, us and I guess whoever's listening to this podcast, I'm kind of glad she can't yet because like things MD could do, she can't do yet. Like she's not mm-hmm. hopping out of the crib. Like she's not opening doors. Oh, yeah. So I'm kind of like, ooh, that's nice because. Yeah, she's not as brave yet. Like, she got to give the girls time to warm up yeah. before they get there. She's like, nah, you could just take me out this crib. I'll I'll call for you. Um, oh, that's so sweet, though. So you got the two girls and the boy. Yeah. At least, you know, the boys first. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I, um, I know, like, you've shared with me a lot of great advice over the years. But, like, What's the best advice shared with you as a mom and woman? Mm, the best advice, say that one more time, I'm sorry. What's the best advice shared with you as a mom and woman? Mm. Wow. Um, okay, but my mom, um, I will say this, my mom has shared with me and my husband, I know she tells me this all the time, like, this is the time in my life to raise my children and we get to fall in love again. You know, like, after all this is done, you know, like, I have that to look forward to. Mm. Um, so I try to, like, really think about that every day. Like, even in times where I'm, like, super irritated, you know, with everything, you know, um, I feel like that I still look forward to that, like falling in love again with my husband and traveling and, you know, doing it all over again um, without having to like, (laughs) hey, sit down, you, you over there. So I think the best advice is to just be patient. And I think that's why they say love is patient because it's like a long trip. It's not, um, it's not instant. Mm, that's real yeah you just dropped some gems <laughs> that's real you, that's real <laughs> um yeah what advice would you give to your younger self oh man if I was a little girl this younger self would probably be a little bit a little bit my money <laughs> um <laughs> If I knew what I knew now about starting a business, girl, I would have done, I would have definitely followed my dreams harder earlier. I would have went harder earlier. Because, mm. you know, like my mom used to always tell me, um, like, to, to accomplish before you become a mom. But it doesn't always happen like that. Like an accomplishment to one person at a certain point in their life could be everything you know, and then accomplishing something else at a different age, maybe everything, you know, it's just different, like you said, a different season. So I would have definitely told my younger self to just go harder earlier, if I would have known what was, you know, in front of me. Um, it's very accessible. Everything has been very um, easy once you make it your day to day, you know what I mean? When you eat, live and breathe it, absolutely then it becomes just it's second nature so that's the that's really what I love about waking up every day is definitely purpose and I get like a rush from it 
especially when it's like a good week you know what I mean like you feel like this is what you should be doing yeah you know so um yeah you're such a leader because I from the outside looking in I always felt like you went hard in the paint but you're like no I could have went harder like I could have went harder. You were going to school. You were getting your work done. We might have hit Hollywood one night, but she was responsible the next yeah. <laughs> the next morning. Girl, so, we had some good nights. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I probably could have saved a lot of money. All the money we spent going out. But I know, girl. I know. Now you feel like an old lady. Like I could have saved that. Joke. I could have bought a bottle at the store. Exactly. I could have paid that the stocks or something like. <laughs> right yeah girl for sure but yeah from the outside looking in I always like you were always like on top of your A game you know as far as like school and just checking off your goals so I mean kudos to you Max like you're thank you and thank you I'm just really happy that we both have been um, consistent in the ride I know like from up against the wall, Christian, to Nordstrom, to everything. Um, I know that it was so surprising to me when you got married and moved to New York. I was so I was so happy for you because it was just, like, very organic. And I know you would never do anything. So, like, I knew when you got married to Michael, I was like, oh, he got it. Like, he did something. Because <laughs> I know Christian is the hardest to impress. The hardest. So I knew it was like organic and meant to be, and like I'm really happy you guys are where you are, um, because I know you. <laughs> Aww, I love you, man. So I'm, I'm really happy. Thanks, girl. And I'm glad. I'm glad we recorded this episode, and I I just appreciate you taking out the time in your busy schedule because I know in real time you are literally at the kitchen. Um, yes. Can you <laughs> me and the hubby? He and here, here and the hubby. <laughs> hey, Brandon. Yeah. Can you can you just share um quickly like just your like where can we find you at like your social media handles website like all all that information. Yes, please check us out at urbancomfortfoods.com. Um, our Instagram is urbancomfortfoods LLC. We are in the heart of South LA. Um, Please check us out right now. We have great grazing boxes for the holidays. And, you know, we're filled with love. So check us out. Awesome. Thank you, Max. Thank you for your time. Thank you, girl. Had a great time. Thank you for listening to this very special episode featuring Chef Max, co-founder of Urban Comfort Foods. To support Urban Comfort Foods Initiative of providing quality gourmet meals to the community and families in need, please visit their website at urbancomfortfoods.com and follow their Instagram at urbancomfortfoods. Also, if you live in the Los Angeles area, Urban Comfort Foods is currently taking pre-orders for their Valentine's Day dinner for two. So visit their website as well for more details about that and how you can hook up a dinner for two for your bae or your special someone or even a friend. Apologies for publishing this episode 
later than the usual cadence. It has been quite the week. I am excited to announce that my clothing brand, Compton Flight Crew by A Life Well Dressed, is now currently being sold at Foot Locker, clink, 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 in Compton, and will also be available at footlocker.com soon. I'm a Compton native, and this clothing brand means so much to me. Having traveled all over the world professionally, I always wanted to create a brand that speaks to where I'm from, that reflects where I'm from, and it also speaks to my community wherever I go. So this is a very personal brand for me, and it is such a such a big opportunity for the brand that I am so grateful for Foot Locker's partnership. Um, please tell a friend, visit the store location, check us out at CompTonFlightCrew.com or AlifeWellDress.com to view the brand collection on our website and the store address where Compton Flight Crew is being sold is 205 East Compton Boulevard in Compton. We have exclusive styles being sold at that Foot Locker store and there is something for the entire family so including kids including toddlers so this is very 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 exciting for me and my family and i just thank you for listening to this podcast i thank you for your support um also please follow diarrhea mom's blog on instagram at diarrhea mom's blog and subscribe and rate this podcast as well. Until next time.